welcome to All Family Gathering. Um, if I don't know you, my name is Charlie. And uh, the way we usually kick these things off is um, with about a 15 to 20 minute training element on mission and microchurches. Um, and we, so we're working our way through our microchurch handbook, which is on the resource table over there. You're welcome to grab a copy if you don't have one. It's a really great tool to kind of understand what microchurches are and how do you go about starting one. And then what do you do once you have started one? Uh, it's, and it's just our reference that we use. Aaron, um, one of our other pastors, put it together. And it's something we continually go back to um, just to kind of go on this journey together. And, and I think it's really helpful. Uh, we've gotten, and we've been working our way through it over the past three, four months at this point. And we've gotten to a, a section of the handbook labeled Context and Calling. And we thought that it would be really cool to just camp out on this spot, context and calling, because this is a really important place for us to start. We have to understand our context, and we have to be able to, to discern and step into the calling that God has placed in our lives. So a context, we, we say it could be a place, like a neighborhood, workplace, some sort of community, a people, Okay, demographic, demographic of people or a cause, okay, some sort of need, some sort of passion, something like that. And for many of us, our context and calling is, is at the end, some sort of intersection of those three things. And so we decided we'd camp out on this spot and we just hear the stories of people who are at different parts in the journey of discerning their or understanding their context and discerning their calling. And so last week we heard from Ariel about how she's trying to be an intentional neighbor in her neighborhood. This week, we're going to hear from Tyler and Chaston, who are also engaging their neighborhood and, and just the uniqueness of that space, which they'll share a little bit about, and um, just some cool things that they're trying. And the hope uh, with hearing these stories is, one, so that we could better understand pray for and encourage one another in our own unique context and calling, and two, so that we can all grow in our understanding of, of our own context. I'm sorry. So we can support and encourage and pray for one, one another in each other's context. Like, so we heard from Ariel last week. We want to be able to pray for and understand what's going on in Ariel's world. What God, what's God doing through her today? You'll be able to understand Tyler and Chastin a little bit more. And then two would be to grow in our understanding. What, what is God calling us in, as individuals to step into? Where has he placed us? What's the uniqueness of that place? Does that make sense? I said that a little weird. But those two things, hopefully that's what comes out of this. Um, so Tyler and Chaston, they live on Peachtree Street, right? Drive? Is it a drive or a street? Street. It's a street. And uh, you guys, you'll share a little bit about this, but you've had the unique opportunity to really kind of craft this community. Um, how long have you guys been there? A little over three years. So let's, let's do this. How about we start with you just telling us a little bit about your neighborhood, particularly your street. I don't know if there's uh, what you include in that that neighborhood, and how has it taken shape over the past few years? How has God used you in particular to shape this neighborhood? Uh, yeah, Chas and I are um, very much externally, external processors, so I think we're going to learn uh, just as much as you guys uh, about ourselves. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we uh, we felt we moved three years ago. Sounds like, um, and we felt really clear from the Holy Spirit that that we should move from West Knoxville to um, to South Knoxville, and we had no, we didn't know anybody there. Um, we uh, I'd really never even been there, um, and so yeah, we felt we felt a lot of peace. Um, we had bought a house to flip, um, which is something that we had stopped doing for a long time in our careers. Um, and yeah, we just, I think that we had peace to start again. I think God gave us peace to start again because he was giving us something different. Like our hearts were more geared towards loving people versus like, uh, consuming versus like trying to do it just to make money. Um, so yeah, it kind of started, uh, obviously buying the house and it was disgusting. Um, and, uh, it was actually the only one that I had never like that you never walked through, um, because it was it just, it smelled so bad. But, um, one day I was working in there and, uh, just really frustrated, just really thinking like, God, like I, we really want to see you work and we really want to see people just feel loved by you. Um, and so I was just praying like, God, will you, uh, show me someone today that needs to know, uh, how much you love them. Um, and uh, it was like 10 minutes later, I had to leave to go and um, help somebody move, uh, uh, move houses. And I had got turned around in the city I grew up in. I don't know how you get turned around in that city. But, uh, and I met this guy named Christian and he uh, had just prayed earlier that week. He goes, if God, if, he's agnostic, I guess, but he said, if, you know, God, if you're real, I want you to show me that you're, that you're real. Um, and so there's been little moments. So we, it was awesome to build a relationship with him. And, um, but it's been little moments like that where I think we realize, okay, like even though this feels very normal um, and it's just work, it's just like we feel like the Holy Spirit is going before us. Um, we had a, another neighbor two doors down, um, same, didn't, didn't believe, but she, uh, she told us that she had, um, what was it? That she had hope now that we had, that we moved there. Um, and this was after like meeting her three times. So we were like, oh, maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit really is going ahead of us. Um, and like kind of paving away. Um, so it's been awesome to build a relationship with her. And then after, honestly, so she'd been there for like 50 years. And then we have another neighbor two doors down that's been there for 70. Um, so we have, uh, or for like 68, I think. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's been my favorite thing is people that have been there for so long. Um, and then, and then obviously it's South Knoxville. So there's a lot of young professionals coming in. Um, it's just a, yeah, it's a wild dynamic of, um, you know, people. And so, uh, we've, we have had the opportunity to uh, buy a handful of other houses in the neighborhood, which makes it unique. And only in that, um, we feel like we have a lot of uh, next door neighbors. So it's like, instead of three or four, because we spend so much time there, we actually have, you know, uh, I don't know, we have a bunch of, yeah. And it feels like we know everyone within like a 15 minute stretch to the point where Huxon's like, who lives, you know, he's like, who lives there? And we're like, oh, we actually don't know, you know, but, um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, and if I could just add to that, because I've had the pleasure of being able to walk Mm -hmm. your neighborhood with you and or drive in some cases. But, yeah, it just seems like every single house you've you've had a hand in, whether it's repairing 
or, or remodeling or just helping out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even people that, you know, have had issues with their home for, for decades, you know, you've been able to come in and, and help them out. And, and, um, you know, I, I just think it's such a cool, cool thing. And, and one of the things I, I love about you guys is, you know, you could just be going for the, the remodel that's going to make the most money, right? Like, you know, and, and there was a time where you guys were kind of spread out and doing stuff in my neighborhood and, and other neighborhoods. And you've really just focused in on your community, not only with your careers, but with your time you know, an intentionality. And, and so, so tell us a little bit, what have been some things that you have done in order to, you got this unique, diverse community, what have been some things and with it, some challenges uh, with engaging those neighbors? The biggest thing was like creating capacity. I mean, that was like, even now we can still feel when there's things pulling at our hearts or in our minds and it's a, it's a constant wrestle. Um, that even though I'm, I'm always on the street and with the people in the neighborhood, I think often it's, I'm always wondering, like, are they actually feeling loved? Um, so even if, uh, yeah, even if you are there, are you actually there? Um, and so I think creating capacity, which actually um, for anyone that was here the last time that we uh, had to come up here and talk, um, they, uh, that was what y'all prayed for was, was for rest. And so we felt like we've got... We have had that in the last six months. Was a lot of rest, a lot of capacity, and out of that has birthed a lot of like really fun um, ideas. Um, we've always been willing to say yes to helping, you know, we'll, like helping fix their houses or, um, uh, you know, just it, honestly, it's just a lot of just random things, <laughs> anything that you could imagine, just day to day, just trying to say yes to, um, but having capacity and actually like. Enjoy the conversations instead of you know be thinking about all the other stuff that you. Jason, you jump in whenever you'd like. Yeah, I don't have a long story, but the saying yes to everything quickly becomes a little overwhelming, and you find yourself continually needing to kind of check in with ourselves and check in with with the Lord. Really, like where are we supposed to be going with this, and what are we supposed to be focusing on? So, yeah great posture to have i mean that's what got you guys to a place where this uh you know not not all of us have this really cool intersection of of both our context like where we live and our calling you know our profession that sort of thing so to be able to use that to bless and love your context is so cool um and yeah i mean just your your submission to god throughout that whole process and in the last year that i've gotten to know you has been really cool so what have been some of the challenges, um, maybe some recent challenges that you've bumped up against in order to, you, you know, one of the things that you've expressed to me is you've been trying to, you, these aren't your words, but to me it seems bridge the gaps, like kind of build bridges between the young professionals uh, who are more like y'all and those who have lived there for half a century or more, right? So how do you, you got this community of people that live together, but how do you actually create community amongst that community? You've been trying to do some things. So what are some of the challenges? What are some things that you've been yeah. trying? What, what are some Lots. of the challenges you've ran into? Lots of challenges. Uh, mostly, I feel like it's all, it's still those just in here, honestly. Like, I think people will surprise you. Um, we've, we've, uh, we've genuinely cared, so we had that for us. Like, we genuinely cared about our neighbors. Um, but, yeah, a lot of... Um, 
I think to build a community and to, um, it takes capacity. And again, it's just, I just keep coming back to that capacity and not only for us, but for others. Like, so even if they're really busy and you think about the length of conversation that you have or the time that you have uh, with some of these people is, can be really narrow. And so, um, yeah, th- th- that's probably been the, the hardest thing when it comes to, um, I mean, everyone's different. So it's like, you already have that, but even, even in that, it's just like trying to, it's still like it, you can tell when they're present or they're not. So, you know, so some of the things that we're trying to do um, to kind of break through that would be, uh, we're really excited for the, we're doing like a mill share. Are this close enough? Yeah. Trying uh, to do a mill share, which is kind of something we stole from some friends of ours that have done it. And their format was where they, um, they did it five days a week for the, so the, the full work week and you only had to cook once and then everyone could come and get the food or they could come and eat with you. Um, and so you only, you know, you, you get food four days of the week just for, um, for cooking that one. And so our, we don't know if that, that's not exactly the same format we're going to do, but we're, what we're hoping and what kind of praying for is like, if, you know, if, if we could create a space where maybe some of them would be comfortable to just come get food from us at, you know, eventually they might want to sit with us and eat. Um, and, and honestly, like, maybe we would create the, you know, the space for, you know, for them to be able to come. So, yeah, we're really excited about that. Um, they'll share, what was the other one? Yeah, so the playground has been, like, obviously we have kids, so for context, and you're thinking, like, okay, what, you know, what do we do and where are we and where are we? is with kids all day, it feels like. Um, so the playground has been awesome. We've been, um, we go there every, we go to the Island Home one every day from, uh, every uh, school day from 2 to 4.30. And then we just bring snacks for all the kids and we bring pumpkins for them to paint. And um, yeah, we've loved loving on the little kids and just watching these little kids like have a little childhood, you know. Um, that's been a lot of fun. And then the kids being at school. So at Meads, uh, Chasten's been, um, she signed up to substitute and then I've been fixing little things here and there. So that's kind of helped like, yeah, it's cool how all the different communities kind of intertwine too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when you really just focus in yeah. right on the place that God has called you to. Yeah. I love that. And you save like a lot of gas money, <laughs> you know, on gas money which is a very yeah. practical thing. Yeah. Neighborhood park or lakeshore, right? Yeah, yeah, seriously. There you go. More money for pumpkins. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Great. Well, thank you guys so much for sharing. That was so good. How can we, don't leave quite yet. I know. Ready to go on the the bounce house. Oh, I know. How can we come around you all and support you in your context? And uh, so like a big parade through your neighborhood, right? Like handing out tracks, stuff like that. Yeah, tracks. That's what I was going to (laughs) say. Yeah, yeah, they love it because they get it all the time anyways. Um, yeah, I love what Ariel said. If you cared about the people that we cared about, that I love that she said that. Um, and uh, so that, um, definitely that um, prayer. Last time you guys prayed for rest. So if you guys want to keep praying for rest, that was amazing because we have experienced that. Um, but yeah, capacity. Um, we, uh, we're not really that good. A, we don't really that good a host. So like practical things like 
we want to like, we're trying to be intentional. Like, okay, what does the space look like for people to come in that feel like just at home? So we're trying to learn about that. So we want to be better hosts. So you could pray for that or you could give us advice like that. (laughs) We definitely have people gifted in hospitality in the community. So, um, and then you can just do trial meals and invite each of us over. Yeah. And, and we can I guess give cooking, you feedback. Yeah. You're a good cook. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, well uh, we will definitely, let's start by praying for you all. Okay.